You're listening to the Nothing But The Tooth Dentistry Podcast, where we help you attract new patients and grow your practice beyond your wildest dreams. Here's your host, two-time Emmy Award winner, Shane Simmons. Happy 2019, everybody, and welcome back to the Nothing But The Tooth Dentistry Podcast. I am your host, Shane Simmons. I am the CEO of of Crimson Media Group, a dental marketing company that's helping dentists build freedom with predictable marketing. And I am really excited to kick off the first podcast of 2019 here. Last year, the beginning of 2018, was the first year that the podcast was created and met a lot of wonderful people throughout the process and and, and new friends. And 2018 was just really great before I get into uh, our interview today, which I'm really excited about. But just a couple of little housekeeping things that I want to announce before we get into this interview. Now, I'm going to say this is 2019 is going to be a great year, and I hope that you all are excited about it uh, as I am. Um, Starting it off, just so, so you all are aware, should have a hardcore uh, day of podcasting coming up around January 24th, 25th, 26th. Uh, I'm going to be in Scottsdale, Arizona at the Voices of Dentistry podcast with uh, the great folks over there like Alan Mead and Mark Costas and uh, the whole gang over there really put on uh, a great event. I This is my first year going, but I remember seeing uh, things about it on social media and, and different podcasts. And I said last year, I said, I've got to make it out to this event. And so I'm going. I'm going out there this year, and uh, my understanding is, uh, in addition to having you know lectures on um, just a variety of topics, everybody's just going to be out there podcasting. It's going to be like the Wild West. Everybody's just going to be set up in the lobbies and podcasting, and I'm super pumped for that. I think that's going to be a lot of fun, and I'll also get to meet a couple of people in person that you know I've, I've been on the Dental Hacks podcast before, and I've had Mark Costas on the podcast, and uh, there's a few other people out there that I'm really looking forward to meeting in person. And let's be honest, uh, for those of you who don't know, we are Crimson Media. We're based here in Indianapolis, uh, Fishers, Indiana specifically, the northeast side of the Indianapolis. And it is, well, a couple days ago, it was like 55 degrees. And then in solid uh, Indiana fashion, it's been like 20 degrees uh, the last few days, and it's going to continue there. So uh, really looking forward to being in Scottsdale at the end of January. That's going to be really nice and, and super uh, excited for that. Uh, also, just one other thing, we are uh, seeing tremendous growth in the company, and I'm really uh, just have all of you to thank for that. Um, you know, you all have been great supporters of the podcast and of our company itself, and just thank you so much, and and we have met so many new friends and, and people through that, and, and that's been really exciting, so really appreciate everybody's support. All right, so without further ado, let's get to the podcast interview. Today, we are talking with a great friend of mine, Dr. Robert Pick, and if you haven't heard of Dr. Robert Pick, you're going to soon find out why this guy is a power player in dentistry. A lot of people refer to Dr. Pick as the purple cow, and you're going to see why throughout this interview. But just to give you a little bit of background on Dr. Pick, 
He is the CEO of the Pick Group, which is a practice management firm up in Aurora, Illinois, in Chicago. He's also currently engaged in full-time private practice of periodontics, implants, and oral medicine there in Aurora. So, uh, really great guy, and he is, uh, in addition to everything else that he's doing, he's a member of the attending staff at Northwestern Memorial Hospital, and he's a clinical associate professor of surgery at the Northwestern University's Medical School. And I met Dr. Pick uh, for the first time in Philadelphia at a uh, Dr. Nacho Paul Goodman event uh, back in October or November, somewhere in there, and uh, really was blown away by Dr. Pick's presentation. And he's going to be talking about some of that, a little bit more of condensed version today. But really the theme is powerful management secrets of the super successful dental business. And this guy knows his stuff. Whether you are uh, dreaming of opening your own practice, whether you're in you know one to two years of a new practice owner, or you've been practicing for 20 years, you can take something away and learn from Dr. Pick. And he's also just got a, a passion that you're going to see throughout this interview that I really admire and I'm looking forward to. Uh, so some of the things we're going to talk about, you know, is team building, making sure you have the right pieces in place, and becoming the CEO of your dental practice. So without further ado, here is our interview with Dr. Robert Pick. All right, so uh, very excited to have Dr. Uh, Robert Pick on the podcast with me here today. And Dr. Pick, I had followed him uh, on social media uh, for a few months and then uh, finally got the honor to meet him in Philadelphia at a General Nachos event that Paul Goodman put on. And uh, Dr. Pick put on a really great presentation about growing your dental practice. And some of the things that specifically stood out to me, Dr. Pick, was you talked about running the practice as if you're the CEO, similar to a CEO of a 500 comp- Fortune 500, say Apple or Microsoft or Uber, something like that. Uh, but first, before we get into that, we're going to teach people today what they can do to begin uh, it really exploding the growth of their practice and becoming a better leader. The first thing I want to do, Dr. Pick, is take a step back and let's talk about your journey to where you are here today and, and why it is that you've kind of fallen into the role uh, that, you, that you play here today? Well, um, to have till four in the morning. And, uh, <laughs> we'll map out the time. And I want you to know, uh, very flattered to be on the podcast. Um, I, I had this conversation, interestingly enough, about six months ago with Paul Nacho Goodman, that even in the virtual world, like tends to find like. And it's interesting I hope I'm not going to bore you here for a second. For those of you that don't know, I met Shane for the first time in the uh, middle of no- early November uh, in Philadelphia. He came to Dr. Paul Goodman's couple of his uh, programs I was lecturing uh, regarding practice management, the last thing I ever thought I'd be into. So my story is going to be applicable. I had no idea you were a consultant. And for the people listening, I actually thought he was a dentist. And what was, I don't know if you remember, but what's interesting is his questions were amazing. I was talking about a little bit, I was off track, but I was talking about wealth creation who trades in the stock market, which is one way of many to build your wealth. I looked around the room. He was the only one besides me that had his hand up. And it was one of those 
W.T. Blank moments. I got to meet this dentist. And then I was blown away when you told me that you weren't a dentist. So it's interesting, however, a like tends to find like. And for those of you listening to the podcast, please pay attention to Shane. Listen to what he's got. I've figured out who he is. This is a rising star uh, in the dental community. Uh, you're going to be hearing a lot of him. Guaranteed. He's got his act together, knows what he's doing. You mentioned about my journey, and you mentioned about becoming the CEO of a practice. Without boring the heck out of you, um, I finished my training, uh, went to dental school, uh, loved surgery, but I didn't like taking out wisdom teeth. I just felt that was boring, no offense to oral surgeons. So I went into periodontics and implants and did oral path at the same time, didn't sleep for three years. Right place, right time, early 1984. Uh, the, the story's way too long, but my team at Northwestern, I've always taught a day a week, the academic part for important. We literally pioneered lasers in dentistry. Terry Myers up in Michigan, probably the other part piece of the puzzle. It's very cool. Anytime, anywhere in the world, somebody uses a laser and mouth, it comes back to me. And at that point in time, had you ever told me that I'd be doing this podcast on becoming a CEO of a practice, I would have looked at you and said, that's for somebody else or off the wall. Things happen, things change. The greatest thing that happened in hindsight about the pioneering lasers has nothing to do with lasers. It put me face to face with the leaders of dentistry at the time. They were older than me. They were probably my age today. Thank God so many of them still with us. The likes of Gordy Christensen, Pete Dawson, Garber and Goldstein from Atlanta. Wow. That's what a big name. Some aren't with us. But I oftentimes would end up at a Fortune 500 company that wanted to get into lasers. And I realized I was at a corporate retreat and I would start grabbing agendas. And Steve Jobs, who hadn't come along yet, has a great quote and he's like, imitate those that are successful, figure out why they're successful, don't be jealous, put your own spin on it and rock it. Moving forward quite a bit, I left lasers a long time ago for ethical concern, that's all I'm gonna say. And um, about, uh, I guess it's wow, going on almost 25 years now, 24. Again, story way too long because I want to get to where we're at. Uh, some of you know I had a cancer in my appendix, rare, unheard of. I shouldn't be here. My buddies in Northwestern saved my butt. There's a bad word, but. <laughs> and, uh, but at the time, I was in a practice partnership, and I realized this partnership is not working. And I decided that, you know what, life is short. I bought my partner up. And I, I didn't care if we practiced in the same building. He's a great guy. We just didn't belong together for a thousand reasons, most of them. But I realized when I bought him out, I was in a deep ocean. I was treading with my hands and feet moving as fast as I could. And if I let go for one second, I was going to sink and drown. And what that means is I realized I knew zero about running a practice. We're talking minus 10. I was in deep water. 
I didn't know my KPIs. I didn't know overhead. I didn't know salaries. I didn't know anything. Our overhead, as I discovered, was out of control. I called up a mentor and I said, help. I had to sign a secrecy agreement, but I hired his consultant. I can now talk about her. Her name is Pam Struther. She's retired in Mexico. I don't like her anymore because it's freezing here in Chicago <laughs> and she's on the beach in Mexico where it's 85 degrees. All right. But Pam changed my life. And people, when I lecture on powerful management secrets to become a super successful dental business or to become a Fortune 500 dental business, mentors is powerful secret number one. Pam became a mentor. Over the next two years, I learned business systems, how to operate everything, and started to realize, you know, I was at those retreats. And I said to her one day, this last 18 months have been amazing. I'm going to take it to another level. And I ran my first PBR for Pick Business Team Building Retreat. I probably, at that point, could have done a lot better than I am today, but I said to my team at that time, we're going to pretend that we're a Fortune 500 business. And it's at that point that I realized I was the CEO of not my practice, but my dental business. Moving forward for a second, and I hope I'm not boring you. No, this is exactly what we want. And we'll come to the why. And, uh, but, uh, I realized when you're in practice, every moment of the day, to some extent, you're wearing two hats. Your clinical hat has to come first. You always have to do what's right for the patient, period. End of story. But at the same time, you're running a business, and you've got to wear your CEO hat. You wear it when you walk in in the morning. You wear it at your morning huddle, the monthly meetings. You're hopefully biannual PBRs, you are the CEO of your business. And if you start thinking like that, your business goes vertical. Now, interestingly enough, the first probably five years were one day a week. Uh, and it wasn't until maybe eight, seven, eight years ago that we figured out the why. And I'm not sure the why was known when I first started the PBR in 1995. Uh, Simon Sinek is the one that really figured out the why. And it's really true. Dental Peach, if you're listening to this, I want you to pay attention right now. <laughs> when I go to websites, they all look somewhat, and this is not to be offensive, I want you all to do better. They all look alike. We went to the best schools. We got the best equipment. We got digital radiography. We got CIRAC. We got lasers. We got digital this. We got digital that. Why do you do what you do? Most don't know. Simon Sinek figured it out. And Apple's the classic example. And he uses that for those of you, go to YouTube, go to Simon Sinek, put in the Y, put in Apple. You know, he talks about, we make great computers, we do this and that, but we think differently. Yep. Want to buy a computer? It's what you look at yourself. And so about six years ago, at a PBR, we figured out our why. Why do we do what we do? It boiled down to several things, because if you know your why, patients 
will never leave. Patients will not go anywhere else. And we'll come to it in a second. And, and when I say this, people don't believe me. My treatment acceptance rate is literally at 100%. And when I hear dentists go, we're going to try to get to 90% or 85%. What are you guys doing? The only time somebody doesn't go through treatment is pure financial hardship. And we can work around that. Let's do this first. This so we figured out why we do what we do. And it came down to... I and my team love our patients and we want to be different. We want to have the best patient experience possible. We want to have the best experience in a medical dental environment ever. And it happens from the moment the patient hits our website. They're on the phone. They walk in the office. We do a preclinical interview. Something here. Every morning at our morning huddle, developed along the way and we modify it, our office mission, our office vision, and our office culture. And each one of these paragraphs is a bold. And I'll go around and I'll go, Gosha, what's the second bold on our mission? Diana, what's the first bold on the bold? They know it like that. Wow. And it's our why, and I'm going to read you our book, your mission, and there is more to it, but deliver the highest quality standards of perinol, oral medicine, and implant care for patients. Show each and every patient level of caring respect never seen before in a dental medical environment. We do this by challenging the status quo, by developing new and innovative techniques, protocols, procedures, and communication methods, and so important. We want to be so good, we can't be ignored, period. That development leads to a lot of stuff. As you know, back in October, I published in Dental Economics on the PIC post-procedure video check. We sent the patient a video the next day. How you doing? Blows them away. We had a patient today. We showed it to all of our family that night. I showed it at work the next day. Blows them away. I send video reports to my other dentist in addition to a written report, we take it to a different level. So by doing these biannual pick business team building retreats, we all walk in, we all pretend we're a Fortune 500 company. I'm the CEO. I go to my various departments. My office manager, Diana, early on presents what's going on in her department. My administrative team presents, my assistants present my hygienist present, my social media coordinator present. Each one has its own theme. We review our brand, 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 very important. When we look at that why, so many dentists, again, we went to the best schools, we got the best equipment. We do veneers, we do implants, we do endo, we do pedo, we do hemorrhoids. <laughs> can't be everything to everyone and add a PBR early on. Figure out your brand. What do you do better than anybody else? Period. And at every PBR, we do a thing. And if anybody wants to email me, Shane can send you my email. I'll send you an article. It's called Nine Signs Your Brand Stinks. And we go around the room. <laughs> The first one is, in 15 seconds or less, 
explain your brand as if you were talking to a stranger and I'll call out, you know, Gosha, what's our brand? Everybody knows it like that. So we evaluate ourselves. Again, we pretend we're Fortune 500 business. We do a SWAT and it's people. SWAT is not a police thing. Right. Hands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Somebody goes to the board and we list them on a sticky thing. And strengths are important. They come from the inside and it's what you do well and you want to do them better. Weaknesses come from the inside. We want to take our weaknesses, make them strengths. Opportunities come from the outside. What's going on? What can we do better? Uh, let's go lecture to a senior home, an implant. Threat. There's an office opening up next door. Is it a threat? We eventually do a personal SWAT. My team attacks me, my strengths, my weaknesses. You're going to love this. <laughs> it's always good when Dr. Pick goes back for the mystery box of items. Around my weaknesses from about a year ago, and I knew what they were going to be, and I'm God, it's tough to hear. But my weaknesses. Oh, man. You know, I look at these every day. Time management, follow through and procrastination, my age, impatient, ADD, listening. You sound like a classic entrepreneur, Dr. Pick. <laughs> and, but if I don't look at that, I can't get better. Yep. Just that simple. Yep. So we do things like that. We do something called a stew. One of the greatest publications uh, just did a post on this, possibly in Dental Nachos and Dental Entrepreneur. It's a picture of me holding the Harvard Business Review. When you say Harvard, you got to sound like you're Harvard. And I learned about seven, eight years ago, something called the stew. I'm a very successful East Coast business. The stew stands for, and it's not what you cook, it's strengths, team, extra mile, and the wow factor in all you do. We look at our stew at the retreat. We have articles people read and report on. We got team building exercises. Um, and I do, really quick as an aside, I debated when we were doing this if I should keep my diplomas in the background or drop my pick group. Hey, um, you got like a banner, like a background banner. Yeah, we got a backdrop right here. And I decided to put the diplomas there because no different than. Dennis, I'm in the trenches. I practice just like you. And I believe that when you practice, what, I, I, what I'm talking about, I know what I'm talking about. Unless you've gone to dental school, I don't care who the consultant is, they can't relate to taking an impression that didn't work and it starts bleeding and the patient can't open or they're prepping a margin and the margin breaks. Unless you've been there, can't relate to it. So, we know our why. We also do the PBR twice a year. They've turned into two-day retreats. And my manager and lead uh, consultant for the pick group, Diana, sitting here in the background, would probably agree we could go a week and still need more time. They're that important to us. Uh, we have taglines that are important. Be so good you can't be ignored. And that came from watching an interview uh, Oh my God, I'm going to go brain dead. I forgot. Yeah. Uh, oh my goodness. Uh, I, 
I should mention him. It's Charlie Rose doing the interview, who is now off the air for some kind of charge. But he's interviewing Steve Martin, the comedian. And he says to Steve Martin, and I caught this about four years ago, and I'm like, bingo, and we play it. It's the first thing before any PBR. People look this up. I can send you a link. He's interviewing Steve Martin, and Steve Martin's going, and Charlie Rose says, how do you become successful? And Steve Martin goes, young comedians all the time say to me, how do you get an agent? How do you be funny? How do you get this gig? How do you do this? And I say to them, nope, you're missing the boat. Simply be so good, you can't be ignored. And we read that at the start of every pick business team building retreat. We want to be so good you can't be ignored. And that's not to sound arrogant, that's true of successful people. That's going to be true of you. Uh, uh, probably embarrassed him. It's true of Paul Goodman. I've never seen anybody develop a brand like Paul. It's yeah. off the charts. Uh, Michael Jordan uh, has a quote that I have, image, coupled with a strong performance, is unstoppable. Michael Jordan, I remember him being interviewed and how do you get all these, you know, endorsements and young kids can't get it. He rolled his eyes and he goes, it's simple. My tattoos are covered. Nobody can see them. They're small. And when I come to an event, I'm in a gorgeous custom-made suit, tie, cufflinks. I make sure I look like a million bucks. I burst out laughing. Yeah. But he's correct. He would. He would roll up in style, too. You know, I got the picture of the three of us, you, me, and Paul at that restaurant. Uh, we're dressed like Fortune 500 individuals. Right. And so when you believe you're a Fortune 500 company, it works that way. Every month, a different one of my team members at each morning huddle has to present the goals. If they were the CEO of the company, what would their goals be? And over time, my team members sound like CEOs. Uh, there's an office that we consult with that one of the team members put down changing the toilet paper in the bathroom. That's not a goal that a Fortune 500 CEO would have. That's yeah. delegated to somebody else. Yeah. And we eventually often changed what they do. The team building part of it is so important. We do fun exercises that puts everybody together as a team. And my team comes away jazzed. And I'll when we leave day two, even day one, we have a group text. What was everybody's takeaway today? Oh my God, I'm so excited. I can't wait to implement this. I can't wait for day two. We have a blast. And, you know, and leadership you talked about is so important, people. We're not taught leadership in dental school. We're not taught business in dental school or medical school. And it's not what we really go to school for. We go to school to become a clinician. But in today's environment, if you are going to survive, you have to realize you're running a business. I don't care how good your clinical skill is. You can be the best dentist on the planet. If your business acumen is not at par to your clinical skill, it ain't gonna happen. I published an article maybe a year ago in Dentist Money Digest. I called it the Twin Towers. Power one is you come out of dental school, you maybe got the basement and floor one. And for the rest of your career, you keep building floors. And you want that tower to be taller 
than any other dental business around you and strong, great skill. But at the same time, you need to be building tower two, which is your business tower, business skill, business acumen, running a business. And it's got to be stronger than any other building around you. And when that happens, you win. Yeah, there's times you may fall down. In the book I'm writing, I call it the stair step chapter. Uh, you know, people say to me, what elevator did you take to get where you're at? And I said, well, the elevator wasn't working. It's called the back stairs. And nobody's ever seen when I've tried to take two steps at a time and fallen down a whole flight yeah. and hurt my butt. And he had to get up and start the next set of stairs, the next set of stairs. It takes time. So I recently, in October, published in, uh, I don't even know if you've seen this, in Dentistry Today on... Uh, use retreats to become a Fortune 500 dental business. Mm -hmm. That title clicked. It's, uh, what, a couple months. It is coming up to almost 10,000 views, wow. which is mind-blowing. It had 7,000 almost overnight. It's going to set the record for the most views ever in an article. Wow. Uh, but it hit home. Yeah. It hit home. And I want to know how to become a Fortune 500 anything and leadership is something that comes natural for some people george Patton in world war ii a natural leader natural goofball yeah. other people it takes time but people you can take courses in leadership you can learn things you also have to learn how to delegate i find so many dentists micromanage everything when i call the dental office and I hear the dentist's voice on the answering machine, I go ballistic. <laughs> you do not call Amazon, hi, this is Jeff Bezos. I can't hear <laughs> him right now, but if you call back, put a great voice on the phone right. that is attractive. It should be a female. Mm -hmm. It should be somebody that can capture your attention. Stop micromanaging, Dennis. Become the CEO period and and it's something long answer but no that that is right, exactly like hitting the nail on the head and one of the things that a lot of people see this as an intangible but it's so important as a ceo and as i've studied ceos such as uh you know howard schultz of starbucks and and jeff bezos of of amazon and steve jobs it is the ability to to network and build a, um, a room full of people who you can learn from. And you touched on that a little bit, but if you are a, a dentist straight out of dental school and a, and a lot of these you know, startup type dentists I talk to, they're very much, uh, they feel like deer in the headlights kind of reaction when they talk about the business side of the practice, right? Because they, they've been so in depth and focused on the clinical side, which they need, but the business world is whole, you know, totally different side. And you also, you have to have that ability to find out who are the movers and shakers in the game. How can you learn from them? How can you put yourself in front of them? Just like I'm doing with you today. Uh, when did you realize in your career that that was so important? And is there any advice that you give to those who maybe don't know where to start when trying to build a network of, uh, of professionals? Wow. Uh, we'll go. We're still going to be here till four in the morning. You uh, and I could talk all night. That's the problem. I'll yeah. probably have to make this two podcasts. <laughs> Where to start is a very interesting question. 
and got 40 things going through my head. First off, never be afraid to ask for help. Not to bore anybody, and I don't want to take away from anything, one of the Facebook groups called Nifty Thrifty Dentist did a thing right at Christmas time. I was blown away. I just happened to be at home on vacation. Glenville came on. Christmas is about caring. If you need help, please speak up. You don't have to put it on the post. Send it to me privately. To my shock, people posted help. I need help. Uh, if you go to Nifty Thrifty Dentist, the background is a picture of all of us that volunteered help. I'm in the upper right. Nice. Uh, there's a dentist we're going to work with in California. We're going to give him two hours of free Zoom coaching. Wow. Uh, and texted me, just came back from vacation. His issues are something I can solve in three seconds. So don't be afraid to ask for help. Mentors are huge. And I think it begins by one do you have the right team? I see so many dentists hired to hire. Oh, God, I don't know if I can wait any longer. Let me just take this one. And they go home and go, God, I know that was a mistake. And probably half the team is going, oh, my God, where did he find this one? They're afraid to fire the person. But once you hire the wrong person, it's tough to fire. Uh, but we do a thing. Anybody we hire, there's a 90-day clause. At any time in those 90 days, either party can go have a nice day, period. And I make that so clear. Again, without boring people, when you hire, you've got to determine what position you're hiring for. This could be another podcast. People look it up. There's something called DISC, a personality profile system. I know it was really good when I realized Tony Robbins uses it. Uh, without boring anybody, D stands for driver. Uh, I never talk politics, but to make my audience laugh, Donald Trump, I wear the highway, period. Uh, there's I for interactive and expressive, uh, which would probably be me. And uh, Dolly Parton, Carrie, the actor. Um, there's C for analytical, which would be Mr. Spock with three points. <laughs> possibly walking <laughs> 3.78. That type of person is more serious, analytical, needs time to think. And there's this, which is steady, related, or amiable, a little bit quiet. I'm not sure that's out of my comfort zone. I use the Pope as an example. I don't care what religion you are. He's the nicest guy on the planet. So you need to know who you're hiring. That first person on the phone should not be Mr. Spock. I. This is Dr. James' office. How may I help you? Yeah. You know, yeah. you want somebody that's expressive. Yeah. You know, good morning. This is Annie for Dr. Pick's office. I'm so glad you called. How can I help you? Want somebody that's expressive that's welcome? Yes. Yeah. Assistance should be that way. Um, your manager should be a driver. You have the ability to look at numbers. Also talk to people. So you need to know who you're hiring. Once you get the right team, the, the place where you start is your premier PBR, because that's where you figure out your weaknesses. You develop your brand at the first PBR. Dentist, please listen. What do you do better than anybody else? You can't be everything to everyone. 
if you figure out your brand yeah. and you know your why, you will go vertical. You will beat everyone else in town, period. So at the PBR is where you figure out your weaknesses. What are we doing wrong? Uh, do we have enough patients coming in the door? And let's say, you know, one of the weaknesses is developing the website, the video interplay, SEO. You hire you, call up Shane, help me. <laughs> but it's true. You can't do it all yourself. See, Fortune 500 companies do that. You know, Jeff Bezos doesn't, Jeff Peeps, Jeff Bezos doesn't go to the line and pick out the products and ship it and wrap it. and tech. He doesn't do the SEO. He runs the company, hires people, and he delegates. Yeah. So it's at that premier PBR you figure out. But again, I don't care if it's me, you know, uh, we got the pick group, which is Dr. Pick at the pickgroup.com. Our phone number is 773-402-8933. And there will be a link below this uh, podcast. For anybody listening, we will have a link to his website if you're interested. And I don't care who the consultant is. I don't care if it's me. I don't care who it is. You've got to hire a consultant. If I didn't hire Pam Struther when I broke my partnership, I wouldn't be talking to you. I would have sunk. Hire a consultant that knows what you're doing, but fits parallel to your vision. And at that premier PBR, in addition to your brand, no different than Nike, no different than Amazon, you also need to develop your mission. What is your mission in your practice? What's your vision? Where do you yourself? What's your corporate culture? What are you about? In our corporate culture, we want to be the leaders in our profession. We want to do it better than anybody else. Um, so it's at that premier PBR. And I, and I believe you start with a consultant that you feel comfortable with that can come in and go, you know, when we consult, we sometimes will we'll come in, we'll spend a day so we can see what's wrong, what what's happening. And for us, it's usually boom, 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 boom. Then you take my gray hair and, and the thing and it doesn't have grit here you take our experience and you use it rather than wasting time yeah. it's i've gotten older i never i sound like my mentors i never want anybody to make the mistakes that i have made and peeps i have made them i want you to get there faster than you ever thought possible shane wants you to get there faster than you ever thought possible. Paul Goodman wants you to get there faster. That's why we do what we do. It's paying it forward. You ever want to, you know, talk to my, my lead consultant, Diana. I'll tell you, she's been with me for quite a while now. I'll tell you all the mistakes I made. Well, hopefully not, because I'll be embarrassed. But she's also watched me correct them, not do it again, and jump, get help when I need it. Uh, and you can learn things indirectly, as you all know. Uh, I know a CEO of, uh, although he sold a, a very successful hot dog company. And, and I know who he's talking about, and I'm a big fan. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> and I've learned more from Dick just from him talking with me, listening yeah. about stuff. It's amazing. So the earlier you get a consultant that is aligned with your mission and vision is huge. And don't try to reinvent the wheel. 
find somebody that has your size tire and go for it, period. So it all comes back again. It, it comes down to you know, sit, surrounding yourself with people who have been there, done that, had their failures, learned from those failures. They can teach you so that you can get to where you want to go faster. And Dr. Pick, I mean, I think you just – you made that perfectly clear. Secondly, you got to know your why, just like Dr. Pick said, stop trying to fit in and be like, you know, this office or this office, find your own voice for your practice, find out who you all are, what you do best so that you can then use that. And I'm going to tell you, and Dr. Pick will tell you the same thing. Your patients will appreciate that much more. You will appreciate that much more. One thing, uh, Dr. Pick, before I wrap up this interview, I've got to grab from my shelf here. Uh, here I am a big marketing guy and I had heard of this book, but I had never picked it up until Dr. Pick was lecturing in Philadelphia. And he said, you got to pick up the book, uh, the purple cow by Seth Godin. I said, so literally we went to lunch that afternoon. I got on Amazon and, and ordered the book and I read it, uh, that next week. I, and I know that Dr. Pick has kind of been referred to a little bit as the, as the purple cow in his industry. And for those of you uh, watching this, this video, you'll see that I'm holding this book in my hands here. But talk about that a little bit, Dr. Pick, of, of really goes again to being the why, but explain what is the purple cow to those who don't know. Zombies start to laugh. And if I was at my home office, one of the things you see right behind me is uh, the book, The Purple Cow. And talk about branding. Um, I got branded by, Na I don't know if you know who Nathan Ho is, from mm -hmm. Win Win. I got branded by him as The Purple Cow. I'm not quite sure where it came from. That's all he calls me. Grace Young from Mommy Dentist lives in Chicago. We went for dinner to meet about a year ago. I show up to dinner, she hands me a mug with the purple cow. So I've been labeled the purple cow. But trust me, I, I've been labeled much worse. Uh, <laughs> by the way, peeps, it's club soda. Nice. And, uh, I, hope, I hope they're paying you. The purple cow, <laughs> um, one of the fastest reading books on the planet. Uh, but on page three or four, Seth talks about what's basically the whole book. And it basically is this. For those of you that have driven up in Wisconsin, uh, you go from one farm to the next farm to the next farm, and there's nothing but black and white Holstein cows. They all look alike. But all of a sudden, if you were driving and you saw a purple cow with purple and white dot, you know, purple dots and white among the black and white cows, you'd slam on your brakes. Holy moly, there's a purple cow. But if the purple cow moans, talks, chews, just like the other cows, you lost it. But that purple cow's an attractor. And once you got that attraction, you need to be remarkable in a great way, different than the rest of the cows. And that's the whole book, basically, in, in a sense, is be remarkable. And by being remarkable and sticking out in the crowd, you market internally and externally like there's no tomorrow. Yeah, you can't be a goofball, but the, the pick post procedure video check is a purple cow for us. It separates us from the rest. 
it's one of our best returns on investment without spending a dollar. It doesn't get any better than that. Uh, people, the October issue of uh, Dental Economics, or send me an email, send you the article. We basically call all of our patients the night of surgery from a old fashioned a little bit of call shoot patients. Anytime we give a local, I call them that night. Dr. Bob Pick, how you doing? That blows them away. Most people know about this, but don't do it. The next morning, right after huddle, uh, it takes us four minutes at the most. We grab the list, we grab, a, we grab our smartphone, grab a special holder, and in two seconds, we create the video check. It would be, uh, you know, and two or three of my assistants are behind me. Uh, hey, Pam, it's Dr. Pick and part of my team. Uh, we're just checking on you. We want to make sure that the temporaries that you were put on are still doing great, that you're okay from the local anesthetic. Any problems, day or night, 630-898-5575. This is our office, bell 773-230-5211. Please feel free to text us back. Know you're doing okay. Uh, we'll see you next week. Wow. Blows them away. Blows them That's away. That's a personal touch people just aren't expecting. Yep. They can't believe they got a video. It makes it personal. They show it to everybody. Those people go, I want to go there. I want to go there. So it's being a purple cow. And again, there's a lot of purple cows without having to reinvent the wheel. It's knowing what you're doing. Imitate those that are successful. Successful dentists out there are successful for a reason. You got to align yourself with those that you align with. Yeah. Uh, there's a reason, you know, I can't explain it. You and I uh, hit it off instantly. It's a friendship for life. Yeah. Like this guy's on the same page that I'm at. It's on the same page Paul is at, Nathan's at. Yeah. Um, you know, for those of you that are out there, uh, trust me, Shane is a purple cow. He's got it together, peeps. This is the guy you want to see for your development, your SEO, everything. Paul Goodman developed his brand. He's a purple cow, although he's a nacho. He's a, cow. He's a purple nacho, actually. <laughs> Nathan Ho is a purple cow, and he developed it by dental win-win, but it sounds good. And what I really knew, I can't write fast enough. I got my book coming out called Powerful Secrets to the Super Successful Dental Business, New Patients, Growth, and Wealth Creation. Although, if you take a vote, I may make it um, a powerful management secrets to a Fortune 500 dental business. Could even be catcher. Yeah, but I like where that. I knew it really worked is this is Jack Canfield, the chicken soup for the soul guy. Mm -hmm. New York Times bestselling author by 500. This is me. And this is his latest book, Mastering the Art of Success. There's a bunch of people in here, but the story's way too long. Um, I was asked to rewrite my chapter on the Pick Business Retreat for the simple business owner. And I ended up in his book. Wow. And maybe an instant Amazon best-selling author when you're associated with the chicken soup for the soul guy that told me Pick Team Business Building Retreat works. Yeah. I can't write my own book fast enough. But wow. be a purple cow, people. Uh, it works, it works, it works, it works. 
just going back full circle to our original uh, conversation about Apple. Be different. Don't be afraid to be different. Align yourself with those who are successful and you are bound to greatness if, if that happens. Uh, Dr. Pick, so if people are looking to find you, contact you, what's the best way that they can get a hold of you and, and your team? Um, all you do is look for the purple cow running down the highway. No, uh, to contact me, one of two ways. Um, my email, simply drpick, Dr. Pick, drpick at thepickgroup.com. Our pick group phone number is 